When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to Day to Day, presented by the Hammer Betting Network. We are in week 15 of the NFL season already. I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. But as always, on the Day to Day show, I'll be joined with TA from Cleve Analytics to break down some of the injury news from week 14 of the NFL season, as well as hopefully some players who were hurt earlier in the year making their way back this week. Without further ado, though, TA, how are you? How was your week 14? I'm uh, I think like everybody else, the rest of the country dealing with some uh, cold sinus issues. So uh, it could be better from that front. But uh, in general, uh, things are going well. And with the NFLs, uh, I think I mentioned last week was probably my roughest week of the year. That uh, last week, this past weekend was not only the best weekend I had this season, but probably the best I've had in multiple years. It was uh, like. <laughs> I couldn't believe some of the the, the uh, hit some long shot props uh, and cleaned up on the sides in total. So it was it was a great week from that perspective. And you know, we're doing you know, talking about some of these injuries really did help. You know, especially we talked about the Titans uh, last week a lot. That was kind of front and center. That one paid off in a big way. Uh, we saw how poor that uh, that team defended, especially in the secondary, uh, because of all those defensive injuries. And so you know, th- this uh, we hope hope this show is valuable. Um, and that is kind of one example of uh, getting in early and, and really backing, uh, uh, fading a team like that that is dealing with all those injuries could be an issue. So uh, that's what we're here for. Yeah, 100%. We hope the listeners are able to cash in on some news that we gave and also make sure to tune in to the Edge Rush show with TA, myself, and Hitman that goes live on Thursday mornings. You can hear more of those great insights from TA about how the injuries have affected the line, what size props totals we're looking at. So definitely – Put that on your calendar as well. But let's dive right into week 15 with a pretty nice game to start the slate. Seattle Seahawks hosting the San Francisco 49ers. And from an injury perspective right now, one of the bigger things for the 49ers is, of course, Debo Samuel uh, seemed to have avoided a serious injury, but he's still dealing with a knee and an ankle. Eric Armstead as well, some cornerbacks there. But Brock Purdy also, he had a good outing to start his NFL career, but he had a little bit of an oblique injury, which might go and hurt San Francisco. And on Seattle's front, their running back room, which we talked about last week, is still under those serious um, issues with players' health. Right now, the line is sitting at San Francisco, minus three and a half, mostly everywhere, a total of 43 and a half. T.I., talk to me. Let's dive into some of these injuries for both of these teams for this Thursday night game. Yeah, I mean, with Seattle, it's really just the, the running back situation. You mentioned um, both Kenneth Walker. We talked about this last week. Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas were out, as we expected. Travis Homer uh, did start um, along with, uh, oh, gosh, I forgot his name. I think it's Tony Jones, who <laughs> hasn't done much in his career. Yeah, and so um, those two guys uh, didn't produce anything uh, against Carolina. You saw they really relied on Geno Smith and you know, that that changes changes the way the defenses play, and uh, Carolina was able to defend them pretty well. Um, so it looks like 
Uh, Walker has a shot to play, uh, but we're going to get, we're going to need to see more info here. Um, we haven't seen practice reports yet on uh, coming up uh, uh, on Tuesday. So uh, hopefully we'll see soon whether uh, he's trending the right direction because he, he's definitely a valuable piece that they're missing, especially in short yardage. Uh, and the other side of the ball, I mean, San Francisco is, you know, stop me if you've heard this before. They're dealing with a bunch of injuries. Obviously the Brock Purdy stuff is, is, you know, is, is an issue. He's got oblique and ribs issues. Um, he was limited on Monday, Monday's practice. You know, the fact that at least he practices good news, but you know, they've got Josh Johnson behind them and this is a short turnaround. So a difficult spot to put a, a rookie quarterback um, dealing with those injuries, in a, you know, in a hostile environment. So that that's really makes this game pretty interesting. And we lose uh, Debo Samuel is like you said, he, he uh, escaped major injury and he's going to be back potentially regular season, but he definitely will be out this week is, is my guess. And so, you know, you lose a big weapon in, in Debo and Purdy, you know, who knows what's going to go on with him. So expect San Francisco to really rely on Christian McCaffrey uh, running the football. Seattle has struggled a lot defending the run the last handful of weeks. They got torched by uh, Chuba Hubbard and, and Dante Foreman last week with Carolina. So I expect this to be a likely conservative game plan for for San Francisco and you know, a lot of running with, with McCaffrey. And then, you know, they're dealing with some issues on defense as well. You know, they, they constantly are, it feels like, but they've got multiple defensive linemen that could miss this game. Kevin Givens, Javon Kinlaw, who's been on IR, uh, are likely out. Um, they've got uh, Eric Armstead, who's questionable. Hassan Ridgeway, who's a depth piece at a defensive tackle, he's out. So they got four or five guys on the defensive front that, you know, really are going to hurt um, hurt that defensive rotation considering it's a short week and you need as many bodies as you can get. And then in the secondary, they lost um, some backups, Dante Johnson, a- Ambry Thomas, Sam Womack. They're, they're all either out or questionable. So, you know, um, from a starter perspective, they're going to have all their big guns there. But, you know, from a rotation and, and depth perspective, uh, and especially on a Thursday night game, that's really where you need those guys. Uh, that could be an issue. So, you know, this line is three and a half. Um, if, you know, if Debo was healthy, if, if, you know, if we knew for sure Purdy was playing, you know, I think you could have gotten that line up to four and a half or so, but Seattle's taking a little bit of money here. This could get to three by game time. We'll see. But, uh, but yeah, it's an interesting line on a short week on the road in division, a lot of ingredients there for a potential upset. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Certainly can see that a must win game also for the Seattle Seahawks for the NFC playoff picture that is very quickly becoming a tight-knit race, so uh, a lot of things to keep note on. Make sure to check out the injury reports. And let's move on to another game, the Cleveland Browns hosting the Baltimore Ravens this coming Sunday. Lamar Jackson, of course, missed last week and is likely to miss this week again because he's dealing with a knee injury. And on the Cleveland side, they're dealing with injuries to their defense. Their linebacker hybrid, Jeremiah Owasa-Kamora, he is hurt for Cleveland. Also, Amari Cooper, wide receiver, he is questionable Saturday with a hip injury. Talk to me, T.A. What else are you hearing in the Ravens-Browns matchup with a spread right now currently of Cleveland minus two and a half, a total very low, 38 and a half. What are you seeing here, T.A.? Yeah, I mean, I think Cooper will be all right. He did aggravate his hip injury, but I I think he'll play through it. We'll see. Uh, Obviously, uh, without getting the early week injury reports, it's tough tough to know for sure. Um, But, uh, yeah, J.O.K. is a big deal. Uh, So he's their most, most athletic linebacker one of the most athletic linebackers in the NFL. He has historically done a really good job of kind of spying against Lamar Jackson. Obviously you won't have to deal with that this week. Uh, it might be Tyler Huntley. We'll see. 
But, you know, he's done a really good job um, from that spy position, and they've shut down the Ravens the last handful of times they've played him. So that's a big loss. He's on IR. He's gone for the year. Um, and then for the Ravens, I mentioned, you know, Tyler Huntley did leave the game with a concussion. Anthony Brown came in uh, and played some snaps. And if Huntley can't go, then, you know, you'd have to get Anthony Brown in there. He's not really uh, – has not really done much in his NFL career out of Oregon. Uh, but it looks like Huntley did practice today on a limited fashion. So, you know, maybe he's trending in the right direction. These concussions are tough, and especially on a short week, it, it's really difficult to come back from them uh, with the new protocols. I think uh, what we've seen this season is, you know, about eight or nine days on average for these these players to be cleared from concussion protocols. So, you know, for him to be cleared on a short week seems like a stretch, but, you know, he was out there today. So we'll see what happens. But uh, clearly – you know, um, that's going to affect this line here. I mean, the Browns are what's uh, between two and a half and three, mm-hmm. uh, I think, in most spots right now. Uh, if we get um, if we get Anthony Brown instead of Huntley, this line could probably – well, will shoot through the three and probably close a three and a half, four is my guess. So, um, obviously, a uh, very important factor uh, for, the, for the line here. Tyler Huntley is – even though he's a backup, he's, he's a quasi-starter. I think uh, he's valued that way. Um, so, you know, definitely worth – worth an extra point, I think, over a guy like Anthony Brown through a key number. So uh, clearly a, a guy to, to pay attention to um, and see how he progresses uh, through the concussion protocol. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Tyler Huntley was somebody who was familiar with what the Ravens did. Of course, he played last season when Lamar went down as well. So definitely would be a huge loss. And like you mentioned, this line would certainly probably go through that key number of three if Anthony Brown is playing. That Ravens defense, of course, playing on an elite level, but they need that offense to match. And with that 38-and-a-half-point total, might not be expected this week. Moving to the Saturday night game, a huge AFC East matchup, the Buffalo Bills hosting the Miami Dolphins. One of the biggest issues right now for Miami is Tyree Hill, the probable offensive player of the year in the National Football League, is dealing with an ankle injury. His availability is questionable, and, of course, that is a crucial factor for everything the Dolphins do on offense. Miami, of course, as we talked about multiple weeks, is still having offensive line issues, uh, even though it was very nice to see Armstead back in action Sunday night. Talk to me, T.A. Buffalo, Miami, how big is this Tyreek Hill injury? Because it seems to be, you know, ridiculously big for Miami. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the few receivers that can move a line, you know, half a point to a point. Um, along with a guy like Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson. He's in that kind of uh, class. And, you know, his speed, and we saw even just picking up that fumble. <laughs> it looked like a video game out there. Picking up that fumble and just going around the end and taking it to the house 50-plus yards. Like, nobody in the NFL can do that except for him. So his value is is probably unmatched from a wide receiver perspective. You know, he was dealing with that ankle injury throughout the game. You saw late in the game he was – uh, they try to get him on a deep pass. He just started hobbling late. It's it's uh, it's going to be an issue again. Short week. Um, he's getting treatment. So my guess is he'll play. But, um, you know, in that cold weather and, you know, who knows how the, the field uh, conditions will be. It's supposed to be snowing, uh, you know, a couple inches of snow. 
during the day there. So it uh, could be a kind of a hard surface, might be difficult to play on with that ankle. And clearly he's going to be affected one way or another. So, um, you know, definitely uh, an issue for, for Miami's offense. And, you know, Jeff Wilson also is another guy who, who hurt his hip. Looks like, you know, wasn't as bad as they once uh, perceived. But, you know, uh, he's a guy in, in the, these type of weather conditions against the Buffalo defense is a little more susceptible against the run than the pass. You know, you can use him as a kind of a two-headed monster. Not not going to move the line at all, but um, just from a from a game perspective, having another running back there uh, to spell Raheem Mostert uh, would be helpful. But really, the Tyreek Hill injury is is the big one, and uh, definitely if if he is out, um, you know that that line will will will, will probably shoot to eight eight and a half because uh, I think he's definitely worth uh, worth that that amount from from a wide receiver position. Yes, I 100% agree. As you look at the Miami Dolphins, of course, there was a lot of Tua for MVP hype when the reality of the situation was that Tyree Kill was the more valuable player on his team. And Tua Tagovailoa, of course, did not have a great Sunday night matchup, did not have a great week before that. And now he has to go to Buffalo in tough conditions and try to throw the football around without his number one weapon. Doesn't seem like a great outlook for the Dolphins this weekend, but we'll talk about that more on Edge Rush tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned. But moving on to a next matchup, a huge matchup again for postseason implications, the New York Jets hosting the Detroit Lions. Now, a huge injury from last week that, again, thankfully doesn't seem as if it is as bad as it looked potentially on the field. But Quinn and Williams, who's having an all-pro season at defensive tackle, questionable with a calf injury and going against the Detroit Lions team with a good offensive line and a Jared Goff who does not do well with pressure. Uh, Quinn and Williams missing in this game would be huge for Detroit. Talk to me, T.A., Jets, Lions. What else are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, Quinton Williams is probably uh, playing in a top three, four level. I mean, he's maybe behind Aaron Donald and Chris Jones, the best, uh, maybe Jeffrey Simmons, the best defensive tackle in the NFL. Uh, he's been dominant uh, this year and is really – he's got 12 sacks. Um, he is just been uh, tremendous in the middle of that defense, both against the run and the pass. And so, you know, he's been the linchpin of that Jets defense that, you know, going up against a Lions offense that has been, you know, the hottest in the NFL right now. Um, you know, they're definitely going to need him to plug up the middle there. Could be a big loss for that uh, for that Jets defense. Um, and so, you know, just having him, like I said, well, it changes everything, you know, potentially gets the Jets off the field a couple times when maybe they, they might not, especially in short yardage. So um, keep an eye on that. He left the game, but he's uh, looks like it wasn't as severe as they as they thought. So um, we'll see what happens with the practice reports this week. Yes, a huge loss for the Jets if Williams cannot suit up. I'm going to have to throw Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne's names in that hat that you were listing there because those are two elite tackles as well. I'm a Commanders fan, by the way, in case you guys don't know. So I have to shout out my boys in Washington. We'll get to them later, but. Again, Quinn Williams, huge piece of that Jets defense. Would certainly love to see him suit up for the green and white this weekend. Moving on to a very interesting game. The Dallas Cowboys headed to Jacksonville after that escape win in Houston. And the Jaguars coming off a blowout win at Tennessee in a must-win game for, for the Jaguars. And while it was nice that Dallas did win that football game, there was a huge injury to their offensive line. Terrence Steele, their right tackle. He is definitely going to miss the rest of the season. So Dallas is going to use Jason Peters or maybe side somebody else off the street to fill that right tackle role. And also the secondary of the Dallas Cowboys are banged up as well. And this is a game already that opened at Dallas minus six has already creeped its way down to five and four and a half in most shops. 
total sitting pretty at 47 and a half. TA, talk to me. How are these total the spread obviously already has been affected? Do you think it has to do with the steel injury and the DBs and that total going up? Is that more so again to the DBs being hurt for Dallas, or how are you viewing these injuries in relation to the spread in total this week? Yeah, I mean, I think the Jags in general uh, take money uh, from sharp guys. Um, they they play way they've played way better than their their record indicates. So they've had some bad luck late. So I wouldn't look at their record as any indication. So that's probably why um, more than anything. Uh, they've taken some money here, but they, they're generally healthy uh, in Dallas is dealing with some injuries. You know, the Terrence Steele injury, the ACL, that's, that's unfortunate. He's played, been playing well on that right side. You know, we'll see if Tyron Smith uh, comes back because that would be perfect timing for them. They could either move uh, move him to right tackle. My guess is they keep him at left tackle and move the rookie uh, over to over the right side. Um, but, you know, that that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, in the secondary, as you mentioned, Anthony Brown, starting quarterback, he's out. He's on the IR. Um, and also, you know, Trayvon Diggs, he's questionable um, after hurting him, his thumb during the game. My guess is he'll play if it's just a thumb injury, but um, definitely not 100% there. So, you know, they're dealing with some stuff in that secondary, secondary um, along with uh, the offensive line. And just, like I said, I think it's more of a matter of the Jags in general or kind of a, a sharp play. Um, historically, and then just you know, home fav- home dogs like this over a field goal is typically attractive, especially late in the year. So that's probably why they're taking money. But um, you know, these little injuries are adding up for for Dallas. And after not looking looking so hot last week, um, you know they're going to look to bounce back. So uh, we'll we'll see see what's going on with Tyron Smith. That would be a really nice recovery if he comes back the same time. Still, you know, is out for the year um, to to make sure that offensive line is fortified. Yes, yeah, certainly protecting Dak Prescott is paramount for the Dallas Cowboys. And this uh, Jacksonville Jaguars team, very much so a Jekyll and Hyde type of team. They win a game, they lose a game, they win a game, they lose a game. And the Cowboys coming off again a dud. So very interesting matchup in this weekend. Moving on to a probably lesser televised game, the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Carolina. And the biggest storyline here is Kenny Pickett, if he will suit up, he was dealing with a concussion injury. And this Carolina Panthers team don't do a lot of things great, but they are solid defensively and could be a tough matchup for Pittsburgh if Trubisky is playing because he did not do so well in relief this weekend. Talk to me, T.A., do you think Pickett's suiting up and how big is this Trubisky start? And for reference, this line open at Carolina minus one and is sitting mostly at two and a half, total of 38 and a half. Yeah, I'm not sure, uh, honestly, if there's really – much of a market difference between Kenny Pickett and, and Trubisky. Uh, you know, Pickett's been playing better of late, but, you know, Trubisky does give you, well, they're, they're both pretty, pretty decent running the ball. I mean, when you look at their, some of their EPA numbers um, from an advanced analytics standpoint, they're almost identical this year. Um, success rate's almost identical. It's, um, you know, I think Trubisky takes a few more shots down the field. That's really the difference between the two. So, um, you know, he'll actually get some get the ball down the field, which I think uh, George Pickens will, will like. Uh, he'd be the beneficiary uh, between the two guys. But yeah, from a market perspective, I don't think it's much much of a difference. Uh, honestly, if I was, uh, I haven't bet this game, but if I was a, a Steeler fan or a backer, I'd probably rather have Trubisky on the road um, with his athletic ability and just his veteran uh, background. Uh, I think a little bit more than a guy like Pickett, but you know. So I don't think the markets it shouldn't move too much based on just that. 
Um, I think it's more of uh, Carolina's been playing very well. Defense is playing very well, getting healthy. Same with the run game. So um, that's probably more than anything is just the uh, is just Carolina more than than the Pittsburgh injury. But um, obviously, knowing who the quarterback is, uh, um, you know, helps helps from a Steeler fan perspective. But I'm not sure how much it drives the market. Yeah, no, I can completely agree with that. And I think that this movement is more so that the Panthers are playing great football right now and are, you know, hoping to capitalize from this momentum in an NFC South race that is not over quite yet. <laughs> Moving on to, again, another game that's probably not high on your priority list to watch this weekend, but it's football. We're going to talk about it. The Arizona Cardinals headed to Denver. And, of course, we got that terrible news. Kyler Murray, third play from scrimmage last night for the Arizona offense looking like a torn ACL, unfortunately. So he will, of course, be out. Colt McCoy in. And Russell Wilson dealt with a concussion. He's questionable again in this matchup. And right now, this is a game that is sitting. It opened at Broncos PK and is now sitting at two and a half and three at most shops. Low total of 36, 36 and a half. What are you seeing here, T.A.? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the concussion protocol earlier you know, with Russ, I don't know if you watched that game. I was watching it live. I mean, they when he went down, he hit his head on the on the surface. You could they did it had a close up of his face, and I mean, his eyes were barely open. I mean, he was out. I just it's I just at this point um, in the season, there's nothing to play for for Denver. I can't imagine that they would rush Russ back out there. Um, there's just nothing. There's no reason for it. Uh, and with these new protocols, like I said, it used, the average time is about eight nine days. I've seen. I'm sure that number is getting updated every week. But it's really hard for these guys to, to come back that quickly and make it through protocol, especially one that was so public uh, on TV. I think that's the other issue is mm-hmm. um, when you see it, it's a star quarterback and, you know, they see it, see it happen live and see his eyes like that's a tough look to, to put him back on the field that quickly. You get a lot of scrutiny. Like I said, this is not a playoff run that they've got. So I would imagine that Rippon will start and he was not very good. I mean, he's thrown six interceptions um, in relief. Like He has not played well. Uh if you look, I mean, he does take shots down the field, but he's he's definitely a risk taker. I'm surprised that this line is um, moving in favor of Denver so much, uh, unless there is some you know inside info that uh, that Russ will play. Uh, you know, Brett Rippon versus Colt McCoy. You know, Colt McCoy is the much better quarterback. Now he is facing a much better defense uh, in the Broncos, so that's that's clearly an issue. But from just a pure quarterback situation, like if I'm getting if I'm getting points, I'm going up against Brett Rippon. Uh, you know, I might take my chances there. So, you know, two teams out of the playoff hunt, nothing to play for. Uh, you never know what happens there. But, you know, keep an eye on the, on the movement there. I, I'm wondering how much of this uh, line at two and a half, three um, is uh, uh, baking in the fact that Russ will play or not. Um, you know, it could be a 50-50 proposition. So um, we'll see. If he's officially announced out, maybe that gets closer to pick him. But um, interesting to, to, to see nonetheless. Certainly interesting. Could be the Vance Joseph revenge game. The defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals spent a season as a Denver Broncos head coach and did not go well. Two seasons and did not go well 
unfortunately for him. So it could be revenge factor there. And again, like we said, could be a situation where might as well just take the points in the matchup of two teams that are out of it, going with backup quarterbacks. Moving on to certainly a more interesting game, the Cincinnati Bengals headed to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And for the Cincinnati on offense, yes, they're looking great, but they're dealing with some big injuries now. Tegan suited up last week, but guess what? He played just one snap, so clearly he was not ready. But then what else? Tyler Boyd goes down with an injury and the icing on the cake. Trey Hendrickson, their great pass rusher, he is banged up as well on their defense. And for Tampa Bay, mostly dealing with an injury to Jamel Dean, their toe. Of course, we've talked to his toe, excuse me. Of course, we've talked about the offensive line issues for Tampa Bay, um, but that is in the past now. They're trying to rectify that, and now they have to face a Bengals team at home Right now, spread sitting, Bengals minus three and a half, a total of 44, which actually came up from the opener of 41 and a half. So, T.A., how big are these injuries going to affect this game? And why did that total jump, considering the injuries to two of the Bengals' top three offensive weapons on the outside? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to make of the T. Higgins situation. You know, gets cleared to play. It sounded like um, maybe he tweaked something during pregame warm-up. You know, how does that, how does it respond this week? You know, that's up in the air. Uh, Tyler Boyd looks like he's going to miss this game with the uh, dislocated finger. And obviously you're a receiver. You kind of need that. So, you know, missing two of those receivers would be huge. You know, they don't have a lot of depth there. Um, they got Irwin, I think, out there. Mike Thomas, like really not not much outside of Jamar Chase. But you also see, and defensively, Trey Hendrickson. He could miss as well. Uh, he was hurt in that game against the Browns. And he's by far the, their most impactful defensive player. And then you look at Tampa, they, they're dealing with questions mainly in the secondary. Antoine Winfield Jr. missed the game last week. Uh, Mike Edwards, so two safeties missed the game. Jamal Dean is week to week for, with a with a toe injury. You know, those are some some big injuries from a um, from a Tampa perspective. Uh, Vita Vea also. So they've got four or five guys in that in that defense. I think right now a lot of sharp money pushed this line. Uh, with Cincinnati, I think it opened three, uh, two and a half um, uh, when the, the number came out, and it got pushed up to three and a half. Um, I, not that I was surprised at that move, but I personally um, didn't agree with it. If if you're you know all in, if if both Higgins Boyd are out as well as um, Hendrickson, you know. As long as Tampa's not losing, you know, missing everybody in their secondary, uh, I think they match up pretty well from that perspective. And I look for a bounce back. I mean, we could talk about this tomorrow, but I think it's a little bit of overreaction uh, for the Bengals and, and against the Bucks here. So um, keep an eye. I think I think if both Hendrickson and Higgins are definitely announced out, and Tampa, you know, could at least get one or two of those guys in the secondary back and Vita Vea, I think it might see a move back to three. So that that definitely is going to be impactful here from a line perspective, because I'm not sure this is incorporating, um, you know, Higgins being, uh, you know, Higgins and Hendrickson definitely being out. And, you know, we don't know, like I said, we'll, we'll see if, if Higgins is not practicing by Thursday. Um, I think there's a chance he can miss that game. Obviously Friday is the big day, but this could get back to three. So this will be interesting one to keep an eye on um, against what the, um, the injury reports look like on Thursday, especially in Friday. Certainly, guys, stay up to date with these injury reports. We're giving you an early look, but of course, things change. And then again, tune into Edge Rush to get some finalized opinions. We have some more information about injuries. Moving on, two games left on the slate. 
the Los Angeles Chargers facing the Tennessee Titans. And again, a huge game with playoff implications. And for Tennessee, after that blowout loss, they're still going to potentially be missing Traylon Burks, who left the game two weeks ago with a concussion. And like we mentioned last week and earlier in the show, their defense is still dealing with injuries all over at every single level. And from the Chargers side, Derwin James missed Sunday, which was a little bit surprising, but uh, his status for this game is still up in the air and Joey Bosa who was dealing with a groin injury may be ready to come back but again still questionable this line is sitting at the Chargers minus two and a half or three depending where you're looking total as high as 47 and a half at some shops mostly 47 what are you thinking here TA yeah I mean this game might have the biggest impact when it comes to injury perspective like as you mentioned so let's start with the Chargers you know, defensively, Derwin James missed last week's game against Miami. Didn't seem to matter, which was a shock. But he, uh, I think he'll be back this week. I'd seen yesterday that, um, you know, he, he is expected to practice this week. Joey Bosa is getting uh, is activated off the IR, or expected to be activated. Um, and they're looking for potentially Wednesday being his first practice day. Who knows if he'll play? Sometimes these guys get activated and they don't play right away, but you know, if he's ready to go, I mean, obviously this is a big game from their playoff perspective. They're, they're trying to make a stretch run here, you know, two gigantic uh, pieces on that defense, Sebastian Joseph day and Bryce Callahan, more, you know, complimentary pieces uh, who missed last week's game. You know, they could come back there. So that's could be four guys, four starters uh, who play for the chargers who missed last week. And then obviously Bosa and Derwin James are the most impactful uh, even offensively, you know, Trey Pimpkins at right tackle is a big deal if he can come back. But, I mean, I think the uh, defense is really the key. And then with the Titans, you know, we again, we talked about this last week. This was my main, uh, you know, A, I thought the Titans were just overvalued in general. They've been a little bit more, you know, smoke and mirrors from a performance perspective. It was starting to catch up. But then they're, they're, nobody was really paying attention to the the mountains of injury um, on that defensive side, uh, along with Traylon Brooks on offense. I mean, you saw it against Jacksonville. They could not stop Trevor Lawrence in that offense. They had no, they had nobody in the secondary. I mean, they lost Christian Fulton, Trey Avery at, uh, at cornerback, and that's already after losing uh, Elijah Molden, Caleb Farley, uh, and Lonnie Johnson earlier in the year. Those guys are all on IR, so that's five guys um, that are gone from from a weak secondary to begin with. So if those, you know, we'll see if if Fulton and Avery play this week. Those guys, I don't think either one of them practiced at all last week. Uh, so it's, that's a big deal. Uh, obviously against this 40, this uh, chargers offense uh, getting back all their weapons uh, outside, uh, you know, Justin Herbert might throw the ball 50 times uh, against that, that secondary, especially with how good the run defense is for the Titans. You look, you know, they also were missing Danico Autry last week and he didn't practice. He hasn't practiced in two straight weeks again with a knee injury. Um, you don't practice at all, even on a limited basis, Hard to see you even come back the next week and play. And if you do, you know, are you 100%? I mean, these are huge injuries for the Titans. And so I, I think, you know, I'll just be full disclosure. We can talk about tomorrow. I did uh, grab the Chargers yesterday at two and a half early because of these injuries and because I, I anticipated potentially both sons or James coming back. Um, if all of these Titans players are out again, this line could shoot through three and a half if Bosa plays. Um, yeah, if a bunch of them come back, if Burks is back, if Autry's back, if Fulton's back, and if they Bosa doesn't play, then this might this line might might hover at two and a half for a while. So um, th- this is definitely a game that I think will shoot through these key numbers potentially, um, based on you know the cluster of guys that are back or 
or out. So, um, and you're not going to hear much about this from from uh, national media on the Titans. They, uh, they're tied for the, the NFL lead in, in players on IR. They, and this is not a talented uh, team to begin with, roster to begin with. So uh, these injuries are way more impactful just because they don't have a lot of depth. They really rely on those guys. Um, so uh, b- big game, I think, from an injury perspective here to keep an eye on. Certainly a big game. A lot of pieces to keep your eye on, like you just mentioned, and make sure that uh, you're getting the best information before you make any wagers because there could be some big changes considering who will or will not play for the Tennessee Titans this weekend. But last but not least, primetime Sunday night, the Washington Commanders are hosting the New York Giants in a huge matchup for playoff implications. Right now, the Commanders are sitting as four-and-a-half-point home favorites, a total of 40. And some of the big injuries to keep a look on is, first of all, will Chase Young finally make his season debut? They activated him a few weeks back from the IR, but he has yet to make his NFL debut. Hopefully that bye week will change that. Another potential benefit of the bye week is cornerback Benjamin St. Juice for the Washington Commanders. He's really their number two cornerback. He's had a very solid campaign. Uh, His health is in question, but considering, again, that extra week of rest, Maybe he'll be able to suit up this weekend. And the big news for the New York Giants is Leonard Williams, who missed last Sunday with a neck injury, is a big piece of this Giants defensive line that's actually fifth in pressure rate in the National Football League. And against the Commanders team with the weak offensive line, Williams would certainly be a key asset for the Giants to have. Talk to me here, TA. What are you thinking about these injuries and Washington versus the Giants? Yeah, I could just had you do the Washington piece. You know them pretty well. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the Leonard Williams one for the Giants, I think is a is a key one. He missed last week's game uh, against Philadelphia, and the Eagles just ran up and down the field against that Giants defense. I mean, they were no match. Uh, Miles Sanders at 144 yards. They ran for over 200 yards as a team, uh, 200, 250 yards as a team. So not having Leonard Williams there is a big deal. It's not a great, I mean, it's a bad run, run defense in general. And then missing Leonard Williams, who's um, their best defensive tackle, along with Dexter Lawrence, one of the top five defensive linemen um, when it comes to stopping the run. He's a huge piece for them. And then, uh, you know, they also have some issues in their secondary. Dory Jackson, we'll see if he can come back. A couple of their offensive linemen to keep an eye on. Shane Lemieux, uh, Josh Azudu, those, those are a couple of guards that have been missing. So this is, this is you know, uh, it feels like uh, Groundhog, Groundhog Day with the Giants there. Their um, uh, injury reports is always a mess. And then Washington, as you mentioned, St. Juice would be nice to get back. I mean, he's not a huge piece for them, but, you know, he's a starter. Um, and Chase Young is just kind of the – who knows how impactful he'll be, but just having his presence, especially in a night game in division, I think that could really uh, ramp up this team in the crowd. So uh, just from that perspective, even if you can give you like 20 snaps, just, you know, even on third downs, uh, that can help. Uh, so a couple of things there in this big uh, NFC East uh, showdown. There's certainly a lot of things to keep an eye on. And again, tomorrow, coming out Thursday morning, I'll be PA and Hitman discussing the entire slate on the board. So we'll get some actionable info, some plays that we are all betting, and just some great times, great banner. So look forward to that on Thursday. We'd like to thank everybody for listening to Day to Day this week. Please give a like, rate, and review. Also, comments are greatly appreciated. That's the best way to help our channel grow. You can find myself on Twitter at Slime Action, and you can find TA on Twitter at Cleave TA. Uh, also, you can follow, find us on YouTube at the Hammer Betting Network and on Twitter at the Hammer HQ. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you guys on Edge Rush tomorrow and next week for more injury news. Thank you again. 